Greetings, people. This is Chaos of Order once again with another podcast. This one we're going to talk on the subject about music and how it has influenced us, um, what it means to us, etc. etc. Um, me personally, I grew up around music. Um, my father, my sister, they're singers. I can as well. I'm not as open as a singer as them, <laughs> but. Um, um, even my uncle, um, he's an amazing pianist. Um, he's been playing for, at a young age. That was something I wanted to learn as well. Um, being, being this, for me, coming from music musical background myself, though, I grew up in, in my different type of genres. You know, my interest is thin, like, more than just R&B and hip-hop. Um, mostly, you know, like jazz as well, you know, even some rock. It all, all depends on what it is. I'm... It's kind of selective over that. So, what about you? Um, What's your personal interest? Um, I would have to say the same. Um, I like a little more old school music. Um, definitely jazz. A lot of the classic arts. I actually used to listen to um, Sebastian Bach as well. So, you know, just different genres of music. Basically, just whatever speaks to me. Not necessarily what's popular or what's the it thing it's like if it speaks to me if it you know catches my attention which is pretty hard to do then um I'm for it I just I have to feel it in order to like it well same with me I kind of have to say that with me though I guess it's it's music itself though it speaks more into the soul um I mean, like, you can literally, like, you listen to, like, a song, whatever. It can just take you to a certain point in your life, whatever. It got to put you in a good spot in your in your life, or it may make you reminisce and think about something from the past, whatever, though, like that. You know, it just does that. You know, it takes me to a whole different realm. Um, it can calm me down in a lot of cases as well, though, so I can just be all to myself, and I just lose myself in whatever song or just plays on my personal playlist. So that's one thing I love about it. And, you know, it's a good escape. You know, it's more like my personal time machine. So. Yeah, um, I used to write songs when I was younger. And I would sing and I would do talent shows and things like that. Um, I went on, of course, a little older. And I started doing more talent shows for school. And I ended up getting noticed. Um, by a gentleman who at the time was working for Arista Records. When I was in high school, I actually did record a single um, with an amazing pianist by the name of Anthony Graham. Um, I believe he still does music. It was me um, and two other girls that actually recorded a song, and it actually went on to be our school's alma mater, and it is actually still played. How embarrassing. But um, <laughs> given how long ago that was, but um, very long. Anyway, the music industry it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. So I I decided to stay out of it and just be a bystander, be a listener, and basically go with what speaks to me in the volumes of songs. Now I have favorite artists and. 
you know, they have songs that I'll kind of just rock to just because it's on the album, but there's some songs that initially will speak to you, songs that you'll actually have some type of connection to, and that's mostly what I'm interested in. Yeah, um, I can listen to certain artists, though, like that I can personally relate to that person. I feel like this. I don't know. I guess it's seemed to speak to me a lot better um, than most. Um, I'm also an old school fan. Before I'm a major fan of old school. Um, like, say before, Marvin Gaye, Donny Hathaway, um, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. Um, I even listen to some of Duke Ellington stuff. You know, um, John Coltrane. Um, you know, Miles Davis, just to name a few. Um, but primarily, out of the ones who I named the most would be Marvin Gaye. And even to this day, I still think he's probably like ahead. Of, he was ahead of his time. Um, some of his music that even now that I listen to now, it it still has like strong resonance to you know to things that I personally see within myself that, that I went through and and I can honestly say I can listen to any track or any album that he put out. I can listen to it from beginning to the end. Which reminds me, I might need to go back and try to see if I can find the anthology. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. My first album that I actually bought with my own money um, was actually Marvin Gaye's Christmas. And the reason I bought it was it was a gift for my grandmother. That was her favorite artist. Oh, that was her boyfriend. You couldn't tell her nothing when Marvin Gaye came on. Um. And it was, oh God, I hate saying this, but it was at the time where A-Track wasn't really popular, so it was kind of being weeded out, and that's when everything was going on, what they consider compact disc or CD or whatever. And um, one of his was actually at the pawn shop, and we were there, and I was a teenager. And so, of course, you know, I'm super excited. I get to buy a gift, and you know, so it was like super cool. But um, definitely, I would have to say he had a really huge influential impact on my entire family because whatever my grandmother played she played so it's like you gonna listen to it or you gonna listen to it so it really wasn't that much of a choice but again you know his music was ahead of his time and it was something that you could just really just vibe to and it was something that spoke to you from the notes that he hit from the words that he spoke it was something that you know just came over you it was just a feeling that you got a lot of times you even got chills or the, you know, hair on your arms even stood up. So mm-hmm. he was just really amazing. Um, and I really do still enjoy Marvin Gaye. Um, I want to say maybe about four and a half years ago is where I got into a lot of classical music. I actually did a full report, an essay on Sebastian Bach. Um, and... It was just amazing to hear the different classical music tunes and where music was then versus where it is today. Um, I went to a show in Las Vegas and it was amazing. It was Don Carr's um, classical theater show. And I sat in the front row and it was just amazing to see how everybody was just so orchestrated, how everybody 
you know, was just so uniform when it came to the music that they were playing. And it was just something that was a really amazing experience and something I would absolutely do again. And it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, say your grandma, your grandmother said, you know, like, basically like you listen to what she listens to or you don't listen to it at all type of things. So my dad, he was the exact same way. Um, well, if he played, that's what you have to choose but to listen to. Um, it can be for us like old school music to gospel. I mean, he just, you know, whether he played, walk in, the, walk in the living room, or he probably be in there cooking or cleaning up. So you do have two choices. I like sit here and listen, listen to this, or you go in your room and you read a book. I gained appreciation for books over time, though, but I start to, you know, you know, start listening more um, into the own type of music. It's like they open my mind up a lot more. Um, um, Marvin Gaye, I got to say, though, with him, though, I think one of my favorite songs that, actually, there was two that I really liked the most would be um, Keep You Satisfied and Ain't That Peculiar. And, you know, um, that's like my my sister and my father, though, like those two, like they're more the open singers. Um, they mostly sung in the church. Um, I sung there for a while, though, but I wasn't really as open as they were. I just stayed within the back and I just, I don't know, just provide the voice. But um, often at times, if I'm comfortable around people, though, I would sing openly. And even to this day, I still do the same exact thing, though. So uh, if it's me, like, within a certain comfort, then I have my confidence up and I sing. So. Yeah, he's totally sang to me, but um, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really sing anymore. Like, if I'm just, you know, like, of course, the whole in the shower thing, but... Um, or if I'm just kind of yeah, or if I'm just kind of vibing or whatever, then I will. But oh, for the most part, um, I haven't lost an interest in singing per se, but it just hasn't been a priority any longer or anymore. Um, but regardless, the music still resonates. The music still speaks to me. You know, for example, um, new song just released. February 2nd, February 1st, excuse me, just released February 2nd, Danielle Brooks. It is a song called Black Woman. I've been playing that song ever since. I actually ended up recording portions of it to make it, you know, my ringtone because the things that she says are so powerful in the song. And it's just like, it's, it's the truth. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's really true. So I just have been really playing the song, really listening to the song, and just going through my mind like, wow, you know, that, that takes courage to really just kind of put that type of content out. Now, I've always loved Danielle Brooks as a singer. If you don't know who she is, she actually plays on the Orange is the New Black. A lot of people know her as Tasty. But um, she has been a singer. She's done a lot of karaoke shows. She has a lot of YouTube content and things like that. So um, she's an amazing singer. Her voice is amazing. So if you haven't heard the song, I would say definitely listen to it. Listen to the words. Listen to the conviction in her voice, the things that she's saying. And it is just really powerful. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's art. I mean, that's one thing. That That's what's... It's, it's art in its purest form because everybody can grasp 
like different aspects from a song, you know, in their own way. Um, that's how I usually interpret anything. You know, art within itself, though, is is a, is a means to communicate to the soul, and even a person's, you know, like a even with a person's lyrics, you know, in a in a song, and like the way they're singing, like you can feel their emotion, you can feel like their passion behind it, and I guess that's what really really gets me, you know, and, you know, with a lot of artists, though, especially, like, the true artists out there, because I gotta admit, though, like, nowadays, from what I'm hearing right now, <laughs> there's, I mean, you know, like, I mean, kind of, I guess we can't admit, though, during, like, the 90s is what we call the golden age, in a way, because it's more like the New Jack Swing era, because that's when, like, like these, like, this big boom of R&B artists, though, it's, like, this major takeover. Um, you know, and, that was like almost like a, I guess you kind of say like a renaissance in a way, somewhat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and that's why I, I like to always find myself going back to those, like to that particular era with their music, though, because anybody probably can't probably can't agree though. The nineties was probably like the biggest boom in R and B during that time, in my opinion. So, but hey, I could be wrong, <laughs> but um, that's honestly how I see it though. I could agree with that. The 90s and the early 2000s. It's just you had so many people that were out. You had so many artists that was out. It was hard to say, you know, who was a favorite. You know, it was just like, this is good. This is good. This is good. And you had some. Let me, let's, let's, let's be honest. Like, they put out some crap. But for the most part, you just had so many different artists to pick from. So many different, you know, levels of vocals and things like that and I think R&B really 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 had such an incline of people had an incline of groups that happened you know during the the um the 90s and the 2000s I mean you have some people that are known and some that are actually not known and this is really interesting you know because of course you have Jodeci you know they popped out in the 90s and of course you have Boys to Men, you have Drew Hill, you have Jagged Edge, you have As Yet, you have Silk. Well, I mean, Silk was around, but they really start booming in the 90s. Yeah, H-Town. Right, you have H-Town, you have No Question. Exactly, like, it's just, it was so many to, like, choose from. It was like, you really couldn't just pick one. Of course, you know, there was In Vogue, there was 702, of course, there was Destiny's Child, there was, you know, just everybody, and it's like... Where's everybody coming from? And then, of course, you know, the ideal came out and, you know, it, it was just, it was so much. It was so much that just happened. Um, and so many groups, so many artists. Um, that was, of, of course, you know, Immature that kind of came in and faded out and came in and yeah, faded cool. out. And yeah, it was, it was and, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, the, so, it was so for real, though. Like, yeah, the heavy, so for real. You, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, even with that, rest in peace to Heavy D because, you yeah. know, he was a major pioneer when it came down to bringing out artists and you know putting people on spot. That you and he know, had good ears. He, he had, had he good, had a ears. good ears and a, and a good eye for talent. And mm-hmm. I mean, for him to leave so early though, you know, and the impact that he provided, you know, for us, you know, it's it's truly amazing. Um, like you said, though, like all the artists that she named, though, and even 
And that's just the base of yeah, it. That's the base of it. That though. doesn't even scratch the I mean, surface. I mean, like, single artists don't like say it's like Brahmin Knight. Mm-hmm. Maxwell, oh my God, don't even start Maxwell. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean. Eric Benet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, though, you know, they can say, you know, some people kind of compare. They try to compare Maxwell to R. Kelly, but nah, honestly, that's though, not a comparison. Nah, that's not a comparison. <laughs> <Those are> two, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, Those are nah, two not, totally different. Nah, two, they are on two, two different styles. Yeah. Like that. Even yeah, now, though, considering not, though, R. Kelly's resume at this point and, and after everything's coming out right now, we're not going to talk about that. That's another discussion. I was about to say, realistically, but his, I But his I body of work compared, <laughs> you know, is, you know, but Maxwell, though, like you can honestly say that whenever you... You hear about Max for dropping the album. Everybody mm-hmm. who a true fan, oh, they own it. You know, and of course, when Fortunate come on, everybody, it don't matter who you are. Nah, like mean, even my kids will see that song. I like, mean, don't, don't get me wrong though. I mean, I'm pretty sure there ain't no telling how many how many kids got conceived off this song. I mean, but you know, I mean, even you know, Urban Haynes, Sweet, you know, Embrya. I mean, I can, you know, his his whole resume is just. Oh my God! I mean, you know, till the cops come knocking. Mm-hmm. Shoot, um, Mellow Smooth. Um, matter of fact, I first heard Mellow Smooth off the Love Jones soundtrack, and you know, I can just sit down and listen to it, just mellow out to that. So, I mean, they just hence the name. Yeah, Mellow Smooth. So you know, I mean, you know, that's artists. Certain artists would do that. Um, I think probably at that time you could see. I probably can see Maxwell almost somewhat, you know, close to that Marvin Gaye type level because, like, even with that fistful of tears, the when he had that video, mm-hmm. is I was, I was and I looked at it, it gave me that Mac, it gave me like that Marvin Gaye feel, you know, when he's sitting there within that one look, the, the smaller stage and he's singing in that microphone, and I seen that, I said, okay, that that almost like a Marvin Gaye feel to me. Mm-hmm. He's very, he was very versatile. And um, he definitely had a way of speaking to his audience, even without talking, you know, mm-hmm. just solely through his music. He is definitely, I can't even say was, he is, you know, definitely a pioneer. And he always will be. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, I'm, you know, that, that could be on the way, honestly. I mean, they may have some who can come, who can duplicate, but they can never, you know, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, you know, Maxwell's kind of, he, he's kind of, he's in his own little plane. I mean, people yeah. can imitate all they want to, but. They can never duplicate it. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing, though. I mean, I know, um, same with Marvin Gaye. I mean, you know, they can imitate it, but they can't duplicate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's always that artist, though, like, they have, like, that certain thing that nobody can touch. Right. Prince is one of them. Michael Jackson is one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with. Even with rappers doing that, you know, even some rappers though, like they can, there's some though who can never touch that flow that one can have, you know, like you just put like lyrical wise though, like you're looking at art, like Rakim and Nas and, you know, Common, Common, you know, Talil Kweli, even like most deaf. I mean, like those, everybody got their own particular style though, like. Even though, like, some may say, though, like, there's nothing, you know, there's biting and stuff like that, though, but there's only, like, there's certain flair, like, like, that certain artists can provide that nobody else can touch. I mean, and anybody who's a true fan, like, they can spot it out just like that. And you're like, damn, you know, like, that's such a such flow. Or that's, like, the type of style that you hear from a certain R.B. singer. So, 
it's always like a certain thing that they add in there that you know who it is. It's almost like a personal signature, in my opinion. I agree with that. And it's just like, you'll always know, especially if you are, you know, a fan of their music, if you're used to listening to it, it's a certain note that they're going to hit, a certain key that you're going to, you know, tune your ears to, and you're going to know exactly who they are. Like for me, I can't watch the show, what is it, The Masked Singer, because I know who it is. It's not a surprise. It's like, eh, yeah, mm, I know who that is. So <laughs> I think I've tried to watch it. It wasn't even one episode. It was um, a segment. It was a small segment of it. And I was just like, okay, this is not really a guess. This is not a challenge because, you know, your ears hear it. You you tune to it when you, you know, love music. Mm-hmm. It's like you'll, you'll hear certain things. It'll be certain triggers that'll just kind of click right off in your mind. And, um, I mean, music is just influential now let's be honest music is influential in a good way and it is also influential in a bad way so let's be honest about it it's it's a double-edged sword it's something that is so beautiful can be but can be turned around and made to be something so ugly yeah and i think these past events though with a certain artist though we've seen it (laughs) so um yeah i I, I stopped dealing with Mm. that music yeah. when you know I mean it's a tool it's a powerful tool mm-hmm. it can use to move a nation yeah I mean Michael Jackson is a prime example of that I mean I honestly see him, the world yeah I mean with him though I honestly see him saying you know basically like you could change the world with music mm-hmm. that was, and I think that was his whole purpose in a way to like change the world with his music and he even he even said that I'm full of music and, you know, that's all he mostly did. He just, that was like a part of him. It's almost like as if, though, like, if you take music away from Michael Jackson during that time, he probably would have faded. I mean, I, I mean, even after Hamden said that, he said it's a part of me. He said, if you take music away from me, he feel like he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like, it's like a personal lifeline. I mean, if anybody, though, who are, who is truly within music, though, you know, like, they can't go without either, like, bopping their head or tapping their fingers. Like, that's what I do. I mean, you know, it's almost like you just going to like a personal rhythm of your own soul. Everybody got their own rhythm. That's how I feel. Yeah, I would have definitely loved to hear like a album collab and people going to call me crazy, but from Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston. Those were very, very, very powerful and very, very, very influential singers. You know, Whitney Houston gave you the, I'm a side chick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, music. But she also gave you, you know, the, I'm going to love myself or I'm going to love you or this is the way I love you type music. And realistically, you can even toss Mary J. Blige in there. It, it was just, it's up and down. So there is music for every single type of emotion that you have. And I know that sounds really crazy, but... There is really music, regardless of the genre, there is music for every emotion that you have. There is music for anger. There's music for depression. There is music for sadness. There's music for happiness, joy, love, you know, inspiration, influential, you know, music that just makes you feel powerful. So there is music for everything. And you just, like he said, it's a tool, but you have to learn how to use it 
for your benefit, not necessarily for your downfall. A lot of the rap, and don't at me, I'm going to say what I said, a lot of rap is so shitty. Yeah, I mean, call it how it is. I mean, everybody say, no, you know, you know, it's a different era, whatever. Those, I like, don't give a I mean, little about no era. Not whatsoever. None of that. I mean, it is shitty. Let's be real. Like, I mean, like, there are some artists out there who are making good music. Like, rap artists out there who, who are making good music. I'm not speaking about those. I'm talking about the ones, like, these other ones that's out here now, though, like, they are like, shitty. Yeah, they're shitty. They're horrible. I mean, you call a spade a spade. Mm. I mean, there's some horrible, there's some horrible artists out here. Like the dude but, in the wedding dress with the AK-47. Why? I mean, they, because, like, it's, I mean, <clears throat> it's like, I think Talia Kweli said in the interview, he said that it's something like Zifto, like, you replacing talent with a hot beat and some, and, and verses, and, like, some, you know, verses don't make no sense. I mean, you know, like, he put, I mean, people were, like, they will block out a hot beat, you, you know, but basically they'll block out the, what the person's saying and tune into the, tune into the beat. Now, I'll be honest, I can do that. I can totally block the words out and I can listen to the beat. However, the only issue with that is you're blocking it out consciously, but not subconsciously. Mm -hmm. So you end up still hearing those stupid lyrics in the back of your brain. And you're like, how do I know this song? Why am I even singing it? It's because you were listening to the beat. You were trying to pay attention to the beat. But those lyrics are still there. Mm -hmm. And those lyrics are so horrible. And that's just... Yeah, and it's just like, oh my God. I know there was a song that I listened to before, and don't at me, I don't give a shit, I liked it at the time. It was it was a rock and roll song. I'm not even going to name the artist, um, but if you know this, you, you just ain't shit. <laughs> you, you ain't shit if you know the artist. But, you know, they had a song called I Saw a Deer Pissing on a Tree. And it was like, that shit, that beat was so hard. That beat was bombing. And all of a sudden, I just caught myself. I saw my dad pissing on that tree. And it was like, oh, wait, why am I singing this shit? But. <laughs> why would you, you know what? I'm not even going to try to do this again. That beat was so bomb. I'm about to add you on that. Man. But <laughs> I already said, don't at yeah, me. Too late. Maybe, maybe they won't, but I will. And no, no. I would not that even That song was the oh. freaking music. I mean, like, the not the lyrics, but the beat. The beat of it was so bomb. And it was just like, it was catchy. And then it's just all of a sudden, like, it just caught on. And just subconsciously, I started singing a damn song. And my cousin looked at me, and he was like, are you okay? <laughs> um, it, it's just music is crazy. And there was um, one country song, and the country song basically said he was sitting at a bar. Stop trying to look up the song. I'm not looking up that song. You were lying. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, I'm looking up something else. Uh-huh. I'm, trying to, um, I'm trying to think of that song. I, I went there looking at it up on, on, on this app here. You know, you you probably hit right to no, get right to Google. Ain't nobody no, got time. I wasn't trying to Google that. Uh-uh, um. No, I'm there on my social list. Like, why? Why is this guy looking up? This this ain't like him. No. Um. Have you at me? No. I... <laughs> there was one. Well, the song is still funny, and I actually seen the song because like music videos are playing. Like, I think my cousin had left the TV on, and it came on like late night, 
and basically the song went, you know, I'm I'm sitting at a bar. Um basically he and his girlfriend had just, had just broke up and he was talking about her popping pills. <laughs> All kind of stuff. But the song was actually really catchy. And then it's like the video made it that much better. So it was like it drew you in based on the video. So it was like, man, so things are, it, it can really, really be very influential to you. Definitely got to be careful of what you listen to. You have to be careful of what you put in your ears because subconsciously it is there. So you have to really be mindful. Like a lot of people always say, oh, I, I never thought that I would say something like that. Or I would never thought that I would listen to, you know, certain things. You got to remember the energy that you put out, the persona that you have is there's an influence there. There's still an influence and music can be a really huge influence. So you have to be very, very careful of what you feed your ears. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it's food. I mean, it's food for the soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing with we put in our body when we eat. We gotta watch what we put in our, you know, what we listen to because it, it, I guess it, it feeds a certain emotional. It, it feeds that emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. I mean, but just like you said before, anger, love, passion. I mean, all that. That's that's a whole different spectrum. You know, with, with on the on that whole scale, and. You know, I can see how people would listen. I mean, like, they can judge a person based off the type of music they listen to. Yes. I mean, but, like, if you look at my playlist. I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, you look at my playlist, though. My, my stuff is everywhere. I mean, and I don't, I me, mean, I'm not just totally limited to a particular genre, just like I stated earlier. But, I mean, just like with me, they're always a little bit more open-minded with a whole lot of things. And this. I never really find myself, you know, within, oh, the only thing you listen to is R&B, that's it. No, it's not. Like I said, R&B, rap, R&B, hip-hop, um, old school jazz, you know, just just how I am. I mean, like, even, you know, growing up, though, I never really stuck with that particular thing because I guess that that's how my mindset is. So with my mind being, being like that, but I know my taste is going to be like that. So, you know, it, it's, it, it fits in with me. And with the way music is now, I'm glad that I'm able to form my own playlist, though, because I can just retreat back to my own personal music because I know that's what I wrote down for myself that, that, that I have put for myself because I'm not about to listen to the stuff they have out now. It's like we stated before, they are so garbage artists I am. <laughs> so, and I guess, like, they... Like the creativity and the passion behind it is gone with it in, in some cases. Yeah, people just pumping out music just to pump out music, period. So, you know, they just, they want the bands, basically. <laughs> and I mean, that's it. I mean, they got money to waste, then by all means, go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, in the other case, then, you know, I would have just, I mean, I probably, if, if I was able to do all, like, have that confidence to be the sing out like that, I probably would have pursued a music career, but, you know, I guess like a lot of those stems for me, me personally, I I got a speech impediment, but it seemed like whenever I was singing, whatever, it wasn't there. 
guess like my brain is wired different like that. I guess it's, I'm more calm and relaxed when it came down to music. And, you know, that's what it was with me. And it was so broad in that whole aspect of when I was really around my mother, you know, around my sister and my father because I was listening to them sing or whatever. I just figured I just tried myself and I just, okay, I, I, I was on to something. And, you know... I was quiet for 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 the most part, and then I just built that confidence. But I feel like I can do it. It's more like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger you'll get at it. Mm-hmm. If you don't use it, it's gonna get weak. Mm-hmm. Just like you working out, whatever you work out, you build muscle, whatever. And like if you don't constantly work it out and use it, what's gonna happen? You gonna lose it. it. It's just that's just the same with any talent. The more you work on the build on, the stronger you'll get at it. So. I agree with that, and um, I don't. I wouldn't say that I regret um, not singing or kind of just putting it away. I wouldn't say that I regret it. I can still hold a note in a bucket, so I think um, I'm. <laughs> I'm decent. In the shower. You know, so I mean, I guess it just. It all depends, though. But, yeah, definitely if you if you do sing, even if it's just for fun, you know, if you do write music, even if it's just for fun, you know, do so. And I know last night I normally don't catch um, lives from different people, but I know the BAM or Bambi, um, she went live last night and this girl came on. And she said she had a song. And she sang, and I don't mean sing. She she didn't sing. She sang. She did an amazing job. I sang. And yeah, and it was a song that she wrote that she had been working on. She did the music to it. She did the vocals, and she sounded really amazing. And she sung from her heart, and she sounded so good. Um, you could tell it was just it was a passion of hers. So, like I said, for me, it was no longer a passion. So, um, I stopped. Like I said, I I still dabble in singing here and there. But for the most part, it was no longer um, a pursuit for me to do it professionally any longer. And mm, I'm comfortable with that. I'm okay with that. I enjoy being quiet <laughs> and writing my books and she ain't quiet i'm saying when it comes to singing i'm saying in general and when, I, and, it, and when i'm writing my books like how much do you really hear from me i mean unless somebody you know piss you off or whatever but no i mean it comes down you write your books whatever though you quiet as a church mouse but you know everybody got their own particular passion what they drown themselves in um you know, we just, just like whatever drives us, you know, I mean, some people play better whenever, like some people do certain things better with, like with music playing. Um, who knows, maybe, you know, you probably had your headphones and you listen to music and like, you can just type and type and type your whole story out. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I could have my headphones in, I could be at a pool hall shooting, I'm sinking in shots without playing because I'm driving everything else out around me. And most people say, man, like, how can you play like that? Some people do play like that. I mean, that's just how I am. You know, that's what 
calms me down because oftentimes, though, if I'm not, because, you know, let's be honest, though, if anybody who's been to a pool hall... It's loud as hell. Yeah, it's loud. You, you know, in some places, though, it's loud. Um, You know, music playing, you know, music playing everywhere, whatever, though, there's so much stuff going on. Put the headphones in my ear. It's almost like as if the world around me shuts out. And the only thing that's right there in front of me is my music that's playing in my ear and that pool table and the ball and, like, and like those... 16 balls on the table mm-hmm. and it's like I'm in my own personal world and like it's like, the, like the music itself blocks everything out and brings me in my own personal world and that's why I love so much about it so mm-hmm. I know um, one of my friends asked me how how can I listen to music and type at the same time um, I can't answer that question to be honest with you, because um, I don't know. I know what I'm hearing, you know. I know what's in my ear, but I also know the the story that I'm attempting to get out. I also know um, what I'm writing. So regardless of the words and things in my ear, or even me singing it, I don't type it. So I know a lot of people say that they have a issue when it comes to talking and typing at the same time. They'll start to type what they're saying. <laughs> opposed to what they should be typing um for me that's not an issue it's never been an issue but um music is extremely powerful it is something that is very great and there is definitely a such thing as music manipulation or musical manipulation Yes, that's that's very true. Um, some people use it as a means to do good. Some people use it as a means as their own, like to do bad. You know, do better. You know, and it's often the times though, like when we see people do that, it's almost like they abusing it. Um, like I said though, person, you know, like recent events seen that, you know, stated that, you know, with this one artist though, you know, he's he used that as, as a means to an end to get what he needed. And he knew that he was in a certain position. And he said, you know what? I know one thing that can get me out of this is my music. Because he had nothing else to go on. That's a it's a weapon. He I mean, and it's it's a weapon for the wrong for the wrong purpose. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and you know what is funny because men and women do that, even in in relationships. Like if they know, you know, their partner's upset or if there's you know, some type of issue, and it's, of course, something they've done. Um, They can, you know, tune and play that person's favorite song or play something that will bring back a good memory of them to their mate. And understand, I said men and women do this and kind of try to get them out of that mood to not make them upset anymore. That never worked for me. <laughs> no, it worked for you. It never worked for me. It was it was tried plenty of times, several times, and it never worked. But the funny thing, like that was never used on me, and I never used on nobody else. I I got to say though, like if say if it's like somebody ticked me off or whatever, say if it's like if I'm, you know, say if it's though like if. We are having a, having an issue with each other. I will 
go off to myself and listen to music, whatever, though, and try to get myself centered before I try to enter, enter back in there because I don't want to try to go in there with any type of negativity, you know, like major negativity to the point where I explode upon upon you, you know, in that in that instance. You know, it's almost like for me to, okay, let me put, the, let, me, let me put my headphones in my ear, get myself calm and centered so that way I can come in with a better mindset so we can actually have a better, you know, rapport. You know, like a, like a better conversation or to mm. every two, like resolve our issues. So I don't want to, you know, I feel like if it's almost like a certain type of um, anesthetic in a way. With that, like, I'll be honest, I, um, I'll just, I'll recede into myself. And I, I think that's just another thing that, you know, I just have to continue to work on. Um, you know, I'll listen to a song that'll fit you know, the category, and it'll be like, okay, this is what's going on, this is how I'm feeling, but I suppress more than I express, and I think that it can be a good and a bad thing at the same time, but I attempt to... Suppressing is bad. I mean, it can be a good and a bad thing, so it just, (laughs) it, it all depends, because, you know, you, you never want to just... Huh? We talked about that. Countless of times we talked about that. Suppression yeah. is, is I mean, like I said, it can be a good and a bad thing. And and this is okay, this is why I say it can be a good and a bad thing. This is why. Can this. I explain it? Oh yeah, I gotta hear that. All right. So let's say hypothetically, you know, I notice something and it pisses me off. Like it, it irritates the bones in my body. Instead of me going off about it because I don't necessarily understand it, I leave it alone. I'll keep watch, but I'll leave it alone. Because it could be something completely different. But then at the same token, you don't want to come at somebody and saying, hey, I seen or I noticed or I, I this, I this, I that. And then they're like, well, what, what are you talking about? That, that was just this. So now it's just like you got the person thinking one way, you're thinking one way. I don't know. It's, to me, it's just, it seems like it's a double-edged sword. So if I already know that I'm going to feel some type of way or if I already feel some type of way, instead of being confrontational, I just suppress it. I mean, you know, I guess it's all, all in like how you, you know, convey it as well, though, because oftentimes, though, like we misinterpret, you know, what a person means or trying to say with them by the way they convey it. Um, you know, that's why I feel like, you know, like whenever I do like listen to music or whatever, I have I have that moment to myself though so I can get myself sent to the point where I'm able to learn how to convey my words a lot clearer without going off of raw emotion. It's almost like as if though, like it kind of like edges stuff off to a point where I'm able to get a better understanding of how to handle, handle like any situation that I, that I feel is bothering me. And I agree with that. And, I mean, like, I don't know. Like I said, that's just still, you know, life is about growing and things of that nature. But, like, I'll just, I'll listen to something and it'll fit. And I'll just be like, okay, cool. But then at the same token, like I said, 
to avoid the confrontation, I'll just leave it alone. Hmm. You know, everybody have their own have their own thing stuff, so it's just understandable. So that's all that was today for you, like get down to it so you get fully under like like, you know, break that down for me. Wait, so, wait, what? No, I mean, I mean, basically, basically what you were saying before, though, like, maybe you say, though, like, suppressing more than you express and stuff like that. That's why, I, that's why I want you to actually break that down more for me. So. Well, I mean. I mean, what you did already, so I pretty much. Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it, exactly what it is. It's just, like I said, number one, I hate confrontation. So I I will zone myself out to music, even if the music fits, you know, the emotion that I'm having and I'm irritated or whatever. I'll I'll let that irritation ride out and I'll listen to the song. And a lot of times I'll listen to the songs over and over and over and over again. And I'll just let the irritation ride out as I'm listening to the song. And then at that point, once I'm done, you know, being irritated. I just leave it alone. Like, in my mind, it's like, eh, there's no need to say anything. It's just, it is what it is. You don't know. Some people probably like, well, that's really not a great thing. But that's just, I don't know. I just, I've never wanted to be the person that just always has something to say. I don't think that that is a great thing. I don't think that is a great way to be um, with anybody, no matter who it is, whether it's a family member, whether it's, you know, the person that you're with or whatever, just uh, some things are just left better unsaid. <laughs> yeah, some of us, some, I mean, some battles of us shouldn't be fought. Not all of them. Yeah, so. like you just, you, you can't fight everything. I mean, like, hence the reason why music is a means for us to actually yeah. gain that understand, understand their perspective. And so maybe, so you know what, maybe, you know, it's good for us to like to lay off on some things, so. It's just, like I said, you can just listen to, you know, a song and, you know, feel the way you, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody realistically to suppress their feelings. That's not what I'm saying. Feel the way you're going to feel. Period. Feel how you feel. And if the music ex- describes your feeling, if the music brings out how you're feeling allow it to soak into the music to if it's going to prevent you from lashing out or if it's going to prevent you from you know being snarky or I don't know just whatever is going on at that time if you're upset or if you're sad or whatever just get lost in the music allow the music to take whatever it is away so that way, it just overall you've released it at that point, and there's no longer a need to address it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like a Mark can embrace, you know, in a lot of cases though. Um, that's why I usually that's what I usually do. I mean, I, I let it, you know, take me wherever it need to take me. You know, like in, like I said, my own personal escape. So. It always been that way with me. Yeah, so it's just. I mean, now if it's it's still lingering even after you you know done all this, you you, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's more like a drug. <laughs> Don't drive yourself crazy, but 
music is a drug. Yeah, I mean, I mean, say, I mean, but like, there's certain cases though, because you know how some people have, like, savings like realistic wise, like a drug anyway. It may be good for that certain point of time, but eventually it's gonna wear off, and you right back where you need to be. Uh huh. Well, like not where you need to be. It's like right back where you started from. Right. You no, know, before you took it, and I'm like, okay, what's the point? You gotta constantly gotta take it to get away from that person. Like, music, though, at least you know in a lot of cases with that, though, like you know it's gonna be, it's gonna take you there, but it's gonna make you gain a different perspective on, on a lot of things. But, you know, that's okay. This is maybe wasn't as bad as I thought it was, or you know, you know what though, it's bad now, but I know after me listening listen to like whatever song or it was like I know everything will be all right. It's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna pull me out of that rut to the point where I'm able to tackle the world. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so I mean use music as your leverage, you know. Gain an understanding not only of the music but of yourself. I think that's the biggest thing too, is you have to understand you. But Exactly. It just all depends on who you are. Don't be like me. I'll say that proudly. <laughs> but just get an understanding of who you are. You know, if you love music, do just that. Fall in love with it. Let it take you to different places you never thought it could. Yep. So, well, we're going to go ahead and close out for the night. Any closing words? Yeah. Let music be your own personal psychiatrist. <laughs> so, or just anything, like, just let it be whatever it is you want it to be, whether to inspire you, to cheer you up, anything. That's what it's there for. That's what we pretty much feel like it should be. Just keep it for that, for that moment, though. Like, make sure, like, just like I said, force a tool, use it as such, though, as a, as a means to help you out in any type of way. I agree. All right, everyone. Good night.